I appreciate the time. Obviously, want to talk about the album and all this crazy pandemic madness that we're all having to deal with in our own ways and uh, get your opinion yep. on a couple things as, as music fans. But uh, I guess we should uh, start with the, uh, the here and now and the, the really killer tune that you guys just put out, King of Misery, and a great tune. And then great to learn that you wrote it over Zoom with David Draymond and talk about uh, that experience. It was really kind of odd how it happened because – um, we didn't realize that David even knew about us. I mean, he's at, he's the king. He's a rock legend. So uh, it, it was great to find out that he actually uh, was a fan of ours. Kind of curious how, how the technology was. I mean, were you literally like hitting Pro Tools in front of him or sending him files or just going over lyrics? Uh, no, but- so we had a Zoom session up. All we did, we sat there with an acoustic guitar and we just went over. and Because and, Zach and I already had some stuff in mind. And that we approached him with, then we just went in and hit the boards and just started started writing what um, what we kind of already had, and uh, he just added a lot of his own flavor to it, which is which is awesome. And, you know, he had me doing stuff that I don't normally do, but it kind of got me out of a, a little of a wheel that I was in, and um, so I appreciate that from him. And uh, he's a great dude, super humble, super nice, and uh, he was very easy to work with just because he was a really down to earth guy. So. Um, it actually came together fairly quickly, and uh, um, I was, we were just honored that he wanted to be a part of anything Saw-related. You know, it's crazy to, to stop and think about uh, David Draymond for a second. I can't believe that the debut album from Disturbed the Sickness is now 20 years old, dude. Can you believe that? Do you remember where you were the first time you heard Disturbed? What was I, junior high? I'm pretty young, but I remember when it came out. That album did not leave my CD player when I was a kid. I was rocking that album for seriously a long time our first cover band in high school was covering uh we covered what stupefy down with the sickness i mean yeah it was so such a great album did you get to tell david that oh yeah first zoom meeting we had it was pretty much fangirling for a little bit you know and then (laughs) he's like all right dudes let's get to work i'm like okay okay you know i had to take a deep breath and like all right i'm going to be singing in front of david draymond here and stuff you know what i mean It was, it was awesome. You're like, one more question. What, tell me about the song, the game. No, okay, we'll get back to work. And no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get back to it, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, just to put a button on it, do you have a favorite uh, tune from The Sickness? I mean, you really can't beat down with The Sickness. That song's so good because it's such an iconic drum part that comes in, you know, with the, the bass line and everything. Do, 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 you know what I mean? So it's like, there, that's, that's a great tune. It's an my, I think my all-time favorite, favorite uh, Disturbed song, though, uh, gosh, probably... I think it's probably Stupefy. Yeah. I mean, I, out of those two, I like Stupefy better, but mine is The Game, track two on that on that album. That's a great song, too. Yep. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm looking forward to your debut album, Rise of Equals, to be out on October 23rd, and I imagine and kind of curious to learn if this was at all COVID-delayed. It was. You know, and actually, it worked out in our benefit because we were originally going to release it probably like I, I was thinking the original idea was August, like August 21st or something like that. So it would have been right around now. We decided with all this COVID stuff going on, we're like, you know, let's just get back into the studio. 
and do a couple more tracks. So we went in and we actually did four more more uh, songs for the record, one of them being with David. So, I mean, it really worked out in our benefit that this happened. I mean, it, it was terrible because we lost the Hell Yeah tour with All That Remains and Butcher Babies, uh-huh. but then we got to work with David Draymond on a new song. So, yeah, I mean... Not so bad, not so bad. I'll take it. I'll take whatever we can get right at this moment. I love, love, love Trial by Fire. Such a such a banger and glad to see that that's going to be on the album. Talk about that tune a little bit. I absolutely love that song. I was really pushing for that song to be on the radio and do something. I mean, I know it's pretty heavy and everything, but I think the message that it has and the the total groove, uh, Zach, the guitar player, my brother, yeah. um, he just had this guitar line, and I was like, that is freaking awesome. We got we to gotta do something with that. And so we spent a little time, just wrote the song up, and it's one of my favorites. It, it honestly is one of my favorites. I love playing it live, and it, it just it slaps. I got to ask, is Welcome to the Machina, is that a Pink Floyd cover? It is, yep. Yep, oh, we did. Yes, talk to me. We remade that song. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, it's... You know, we took it from, you know, the originals, like seven minutes, seven and a half, something like that. And we took it and we put our own spin on it and we brought it down to like four and a half minutes. And um, I, I'm super excited for everybody to hear that. We took it to a real more like, um, let's say, electronical side at the beginning of the song. It's it's very cool. And we try to keep it very Pink Floyd in the vein, but really put the Saul stamp on it, kind of. And <laughs> it was really cool. Um, we had to get Roger Waters' approval himself. I mean, and he, he dug it and signed off on it. So I'm, I'm happy with it. Very happy. Oh, my God. That's like the highest honor in the world, dude. I mean, talk uh, about a legend. I am a huge Pink Floyd fan. Me too. I mean, when we got that email back, he was like, yep, it's good to go. It was just mind-blowing because he is... I mean, he is a legend. He is literally a living legend. It was it was awesome. So, okay, but let's geek out for just a moment or two. We'll try to keep it under control because I'm a massive Pink Floyd fan, <laughs> too. The eternal debate, you being a vocalist, Waters or Gilmore? Give it to me straight. <sighs> I got to go Gilmore. Yes, I knew I loved I you. Have- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, everything Gilmore touches. I, you know, my favorite Pink Floyd album is Division Bell. I love um, you. I love so, you. And that's like all Gilmore. So, yep. you know. Yep. I'm right there with you. Although, I I think I'm more a little bit the album before uh, Momentary Lapse of Reason. That album is so okay. good. A song on there called Sorrow. Ugh. Check that oh, one out. Yes. Okay. Right on. Yeah. I mean, I had a buddy. I guess I didn't even realize when the Division Bell came out, I didn't realize Pink Floyd put out a new album. I must have been living in the clouds or something. And a buddy gave it to me knowing I'm a big fan. I'm like, what in the world? And that thing didn't leave my stereo for, I mean, gosh, it must have been three months. I just had that album just playing back and front. Uh, what do you want from me and all that? I got to actually see them on that tour. My, my older brother dragged me to the uh, L.A. Coliseum to see them, or the Rose Bowl was that. And it, it, amazing. It, one of the best shows I've ever been to in my entire life. I am super jealous. Not going to lie. <laughs> Not to say Roger Waters. I mean, he puts on a hell of a show, too. But I, I'm definitely more uh, Team Gilmore just because of that that voice and then what the man does with the guitar. He, he literally talks with that guitar. It's incredible. You know, it's kind of crazy. Okay, so when we are when we're in the studio and we're we're writing a song and uh, we just want a small lead. You know, Zach really doesn't like um, shred as a guitar player. So we just like we always call it put a little Gilmore into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where he can play one note. It would be one note, 
and it'll just make the whole part. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, throw a little Gilmore on that, you know, and <laughs> it'll just be like a three, four note lead. And it's just like, yep, that's it. Cool. Dude, that guy puts more feeling in one note than anybody ever who picked up a guitar. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. All right. Let's not get carried away on the Pink Floyd tangent. We're here to talk about your band. Speaking of your band <laughs> and your brother and love the tune, brother. But curious how it how it is being in a band with your brother. I mean, do you guys still live together now? Or are you guys are you guys the brothers that, that fight constantly and make up? But kind of talk to me about your guys' relationship. Zach and I we only live about ten miles apart. You know, back in the back in the early days, we'd fight constantly um, until you know I don't know a couple years ago when he realized I was right about everything. <laughs> and <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, being younger, we we fought a lot. You know, just just being passionate about what we do. But anymore, he's he's my best friend. I mean, he's my brother. And uh, it's very easy to work with them because I think 99% of the time we're on the same mindset of what, you know, the song needs to go, um, how we need to approach, you know, the music videos or, or anything. We're, we're pretty much, you know, parallel with each other running on the same frequency. So it's very easy to work with them. I don't know how easy it would be to do it without somebody that close. I've only ever been in a band with Zach, so I really don't know what it's like. Yeah, but no, but that's great. You have someone you can always trust and believe 100% in this world where you hear all these stories about sharks and people backstabbing and everything else. But to, to kind of turn it back around for a second, and speaking of, of brotherly love, and, and I got me to thinking about other bands that have brothers in them. I mean, kind of curious if you have a favorite brothers band, whether it's Pantera or Gojira or Oasis or Black Crows or a any brothers band jump out to mind? Is there anyone that influenced you guys that said, hey, look, we can do it like them too? <laughs> oh, let me think here. I, I guess I don't think about that a whole lot. Um, do you know the band For Today? Yeah, yeah. That big, uh, they were a metal Christian band? Um, yeah. Like yeah, those guys band. are right from our neck of the woods, and they had a uh, uh, brother and bass player were brothers. Um, huh. That's one band I always reference when it, when we're talking about this stuff. You know, speaking of, of hometown turf, and I wanted to, to hit you on that as well, because in the late 90s, I, I happened to live and do radio in, in Bakersfield and Corn's hometown, and it was Corn mania oh. running, running wild throughout Bakersfield, and, and it got me to thinking if it was kind of the same for you being from Iowa. Was it Slipknot mania? Did did they kind of help shape you and go, hey, look, there's some guys from Iowa that can make it happen. Like, we can do this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say, I mean, literally, it's nine out of ten people out here are huge Slipknot fans. You get the one guy that listens to just the both kinds of music, you know, the country and the Western around here. But a lot of people are always rocking Slipknot shirts. Being kids, you know, uh, it, Slipknot was huge to us. They were like otherworldly and like my favorite album was the subliminal verses because they took it into a different notch that slipknot normally does yeah we're, we're just huge huge fans of, of of slipknot i haven't yet met Corey taylor and i want to do that pretty bad oh that was my next question yeah because i mean talk about it it, it got to be a massive inspiration on you vocally and, and just as a front man i mean talk about the king oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah he's yeah he's great Super entertaining, too. I think he's the best front man in metal today. Hard yep. rock, heavy metal. Yeah, I agree. Although I'd say the best live band is still Iron Maiden. I haven't seen them. I've seen videos, though, so yes. Yeah. Oh. All right. One one last uh, kind of musical question to have some, some fun since we're talking about other bands and other people and whatnot. And uh, I like to put bands in categories and kind of make you pick your favorite out of a grouping of them. And I'm, 
I'm sure even if they weren't your favorite, you're still going to have an opinion on these bands. I want to take you back to the uh, early 90s and talk about rock music for a second and what I lovingly like to call the Flannel Five. (laughs) Cool. So I want to know your favorite out of this grouping, out of the Flannel Five, which consists of Nirvana and Pearl Jam, STP, AIC, or Soundgarden. Who's your numero uno of the Flannel Five? You know, this one's kind of actually easy for me. I am a huge fan of Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder was one of my favorite guys. I was a little late to the party, but um, the, the 10 album blew me away. Yeah. So, yeah, Pearl Jam. Sadly, he's the the last man standing out of that bunch. Really? Yeah, all the other, all I didn't the other know. singers are, are gone. Yes, I know. Kurt Which Cobain. Which is a sad day, too. I mean, cause, Scott yeah, Weiland, yeah. Lane Staley, Chris Cornell. You're right. Wow, that is pretty crazy. So 10 was the album that did it for you. Was, it, was there any track in particular, or the whole thing, or just his whole vibe and and craziness and, and songwriting ability? I can't say it was a song in particular. It was one of those albums where every time I put it in and I'd start at, you know, track one, and I'd be like, all right, this is my favorite one. It would just keep going, you know, all the way down. And it's just like, it was hard for me to choose. It was just the entire, the entire vibe that they had. And then, you know, watching old footage of them on on YouTube and stuff on him climbing, you know, trust <laughs> systems and stuff. It was just, that was my jam. Yeah, I love I love the opening track to, to 10, the album 10, once. Put it on, press play. Yep. Once upon a time. Like, ah. Uh. Dude, I appreciate all the time. And, and one last kind of question for you to get outside of music for, for a second to have some fun. And uh, kind of a fill-in-the-blank question. And it kind of goes like this. And, and remember, try to think outside of music for a second. But when it comes to blank... I spare no expense. What's the one thing that you got to have the best of when you're like, just take my money when it comes out? Is there one thing? Is there, is there a booze or a game or, I don't know, whiskey? I got to say, yeah, uh, gosh, dang. I got to say, when it, when, it, like, when it comes to cooking, like, uh, because, like, we'll, you know, me, the wife, and daughter, we like to make, you know, big meals at home. So we always try to get, and we don't do it all that often. So when we do it, you know, we try to go, spare no expense, you know, and, and you know, do the big, one big meal a month. And, yeah, that's what we do. That's a good time. Get some, like, prime, are you talking, like, prime rib or lobster? What's, what's the big spend? Yeah, we'll do, you know, like, ribeyes or prime rib or um, the wife doesn't like seafood, so uh. we'll have to get her you know a steak or something me and brea will get uh lobster and shrimp i mean it's it's a good time i I really it's one of my favorite times when we do it i'm sure you're doing it a whole lot more during these covid times and being home and and certainly (laughs) (laughs) yeah we do it quite often now honestly and uh it'll be nice to get away from it to come back you know because i'll miss it have you developed any other uh uh, hobbies or or uh, just been working on the quarantine belly during all this time, or has it just been music, music, music for you? Uh, it's been a lot of music, but yeah, with that quarantine belly, that's a real thing. <laughs> Did you just coin that right now? Because that's for real. Yeah, no, we just been been plugging away at music and uh, uh, just staying busy. You know, trying to keep uh, our, the socials busy so everybody knows that we're still working our butts off, and uh, you know, just trying to do that. Um, that's that's about all we've been doing. Writing, you know, all that stuff. Shot a music video just recently, which is. Good to finally get out of the house. You guys were all able to get together and, and, and socially distance to, to make the video. Can you tell us for what tune? Yep, it is, it's for King of Misery. Yep. Okay. And that will be, that'll be coming out shortly. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. And, dude, I'm looking forward to this album. And I uh, can't wait to hear it all. And hopefully we'll see you out there on the road sooner than later. 
I'm hoping so, man. I, yeah, I would love to meet you. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll geek out about David Gilmore some more. Yep, thank you, Mike. Have a good one, Blake. Bye-bye. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now do me a favor and subscribe to it. Radioactive Mike Z, available on all the major platforms. And while you're at it, follow me on Instagram at MikeZ967, and I'll follow you back, bro. Most importantly, don't miss the show, Wired in the Empire, every Saturday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on 96.7 KCAL Rocks.